I gotta say, <laughs> well, okay. It's not a surprise to me that my reflexes are not the best. And I don't mean like my physical, like if you tap me on the knee, like my knee jerks, well, I'm not talking about that. In times of distress, I am not the person that you want to be with. Like I just, it's like, I have all these ideas in my head of like, okay, if I ever got, you know, cause I, I love true crime stories, not living true crime, but if I ever got attacked, like this is what I would do and I would handle it so well. And here's my plan. But the truth is I am the worst because my mind goes blank in situations like that. I freeze. I have no clue what to do. And the threshold for a crisis situation for Callie is very low because sometimes we'll be picking up the kitchen and she'll be standing near the pantry and I'll say, hey, will you put this away and toss her a loaf of bread? And she responds like it's a live grenade <laughs> covered in poisonous spiders. I don't like people throwing things at me. Being carried in the mouth of a rattlesnake. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like people throwing things at me. I I'm not know. throwing it at you. I'm tossing it to you because it's a loaf of a gentle loaf of bread. Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't know why it makes me really nervous. So sometimes in our house, we have catching exercises where I'll just have something in my hand and I'll say, we're not going to we're not going to leave for dinner until, until you, you catch this. It's like until it's you like low this. key bullying. It's horrible. You have to catch this five times. And then there's it's like it's toddler like like there's, it, there's, I really my heart starts beating faster. There's panic, Anyways. but giddiness. You're so, happy. All of that said, we had an incident. What was it? Sunday night. And I feel like the world's worst <laughs> parent ever. We were giving Ellie a bath and I was letting her. She has this like bath thing where she like lays down in the bath. It's this thing she's had since she was a newborn. It's like a baby cradle kind of, but I sit her up now while I wash her like back and she loves to sit up and splash. So we were doing the thing where we like and let her sit up straight and splash and whatever. Now that she can sit up, we take her right out of the little baby bathing thing and she just gets to sit on and the little, splash. on the rubber mat on the bottom of the bed, on the bottom of the tub, but we still have our hand on her back because she's wobbly, especially when bathtub waves hit her. Yeah. It doesn't, I, it doesn't take much to tip her over right now. It doesn't now. take much. And, you know, like the tub is hard. Yeah. So we don't want her to bonk her little head yep. or, you know, and obviously she doesn't know how to swim. So we don't want her to like drown <laughs> in two inches of water. Swim. So there was chaos that happened. And pretty much Jeff was taking a picture of Ellie in the bath because he has a little like Ellie in the bath series since she was born. And yeah, whatever. That sounded weird. But you know what I mean? So. Ellie was in the bath. Jeff was taking a photo. I, for some reason, turned around. I knocked Jeff's phone out of his hand. I watch it go into the water. And my instinct was to save the iPhone and not my daughter. So I dropped Ellie and picked well, up that, the phone. You didn't, you didn't drop her. You took your hands off her. She bonked her head on the side of the thing. I did manage to save the iPhone. And then after all of that, it's like the baby's crying and the, she dunked her head and Jeff's phone was in the water. And after all of that, Jeff was like, oh, yeah, they make iPhones waterproof now. So I didn't, so I didn't even need to, like, quickly react. But I was like, oh, my God, iPhone. And I've been an iPhone owner way longer than I've been a parent. So it was just, like, instinct to save the phone. Parent fail. Ellie's such a champ, though. She was only upset because there was chaos. Like, she didn't get hurt. No. But the fact. 
fact that, that like Cal yelled. And my only regret about that whole thing is how funny would it have been if I was videoing? The best. What were you thinking? Like, did you see me freak out? Were you watching the phone? Were you watching Ellie? Were you watching me? Like, what happened from your vantage point? Did you realize I had knocked it out of your... Yeah, because I tried to catch it. And I think I actually, this is my instinct. So at least there's one good parent in this house. My instinct was actually to slap it so it didn't hit, hit Ellie. Ellie in the head. Oh, yeah. You're a way better parent than I am. So you kind of hit it. I slapped it out of the way so it didn't land on her face. And then you reached over to grab it and I just watched her, her little butt slide on the bottom of the tub. And so I grabbed her. It would have been, it would have been a very funny sitcom episode. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful for the occasional evening thunderstorm. Even even though our beagle, Sadie, hates them and goes and hides in the closet, I still enjoy some rain and some thunder and some lightning. Yep. Yeah. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for soft rugs. We practice what we preach on this show sometimes, or at least we try to. We do try. It's a valiant effort. I have a success and I have a failure. Last week in the Pick Me Up newsletter, I wrote the little letter. Maybe it was the week before because it was whenever we were at the beach. And I talked about the value of vacation Mm -hmm. and how important it is to disconnect and kind of reset and how that rejuvenate your brain. Right. So I made a commitment to be mindful of that and kind of turn off the work because I I justify it by saying I love what I do because I do. But if sleep and food and family wasn't necessary, I would work 24/7. I don't know if it's the competitiveness in me. I don't know if it's the fear of failure. I don't know if it's I would too. I totally get that. I just there's always something that can be done. So I always feel compelled to do it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not necessary. And I've always been like this. I think you actually rubbed off on me because I used to, when I met Jeff, I was the person that on Saturdays would sleep till 11, lounge in bed. And Jeff is the guy that wakes up at 8 a.m. And is like, all right, time to get stuff done. Productivity starts now. And I think you We're rubbed off on me. We're burning daylight. Let's go. Right. So I think you rubbed off on me because I can't remember the last time I slept till noon. So here's where I'm practicing what I preach. This is, this is my win. On Saturday, I did nothing work-related. It was amazing. And it actually, this is this is funny, but I'm sure there's somebody who can relate to this. I forced myself not to do anything work-related, like not even come downstairs and just, quote, clean out my inbox or- Nothing. Or, you know, pay a couple bills or just none, nothing. 
and it actually caused me anxiety. Jeff's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you mean do nothing with your family, which was super fun. I really liked it. We enjoyed dinner more. Yeah. We enjoyed the afternoon more. Like even if it was like sitting around looking at our phones or whatever else, it didn't feel like chaos because we we weren't jumping from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. We ran errands without like any pressure to get home or like, all right, we can leave in 30 minutes as soon as I finish this email or whatever it was. It was just, it was fantastic. But you enjoyed it, even though you're like, this is kind of making me nervous. Like it feels weird to not do anything. Overall, would you do it again? A hundred percent. I'm going to try to do it every single week. That's going to be my goal. Love that. And um, To have the, a family Saturday. The anxiety that I felt wasn't necessarily like negative anxiety. It was just, this is different anxiety. This is weird. This is weird. This is weird. This yeah. is weird. All right. That was my win. Here's my loss. If I'm going to keep it real, here's my loss. I shared that Sunday night's pocket podcast was one of my favorites Mm -hmm. because the message was don't chase dumb trophies. Don't spend your time and your energy trying to collect the wrong wins because that's dumb and people get caught up in that. And I did this so hard the other night. Our personal cell phones are with Xfinity Mobile. And we got these phones when we lived in a part of town where you could get Xfinity internet and and TV. Where we live now, Xfinity is not available. So uh, we opted to keep our phones with Xfinity Mobile, even though it would cost a little more every single month than- Just to like not deal with it. Yeah, to switch to another carrier. Well, I found out after we got a new device that we were trying to add to the account that you can't make any changes to your account. If you don't have a residential Xfinity account, you can't do anything but keep your mobile account exactly as it was when you when you discontinued the residential account. Ah. Right. And I got so annoyed at this, I spent like an hour on the phone with customer service saying, this is ridiculous. Like I'm paying full price. I'm actually paying a little bit more for this. And you're telling me I don't have access to the full services. I can't swap out a device on my, I can't upgrade my phone. I can't add an Apple watch. I can't do any of this stuff because I don't have a residential account, even though I've been paying full price plus some for the mobile account. And I went through like, three customer service people. I was on the phone for over an hour. And here's the most ridiculous part. The most, we were already planning on switching carriers. Right. We were already planning on moving to Mm AT&T. So I spent an, an, an hour, like an hour and 15 minutes into it. I'm like, why are you doing this? What's the point? You just want to be right. You just want them to understand that their policy is ridiculous. And then I then I got mad at myself and I ended the call. And I was like, I'll call you back tomorrow. Click. And I'm not going to call him back. But that's an example of chasing the wrong trophy. It totally I is. just got wrapped up in it. So you're like, on principle, I pay money. So I, 
the value of what I pay should include being able to change it the value at of, my discretion. My, the argument I was making is the value of what I pay should be the equivalent of what everybody else, like I'm paying the same amount that everybody else is paying. I should get the same yeah. thing. That's not their policy. That's fine. I seem very first world petty because yesterday I'm complaining about our, you know, I'm doing my passive aggressive letter about the condo. Yeah, you have a lot of first world problems right now. Right. And today I'm like, you wouldn't let me add a new thing to my account. I'm not trying to be petty. I'm just trying to give you an example of like, that was a fail. And it, <laughs> But you're not going to call them back. So there's your win. I'm not going to call them back. As a matter of fact, today I started doing the process to get us over to AT&T because it's going to be less expensive. I still have not gotten my driver's license. We haven't talked about this on the show, but we've been trying to switch. We have been trying to switch phone companies for like two months and we have to do it in my name because I'm an employee. Like the company I work with has like a corporate discount or whatever. So we have to do it in my name. So we spend all this time and the account keeps getting rejected and all this stuff. So finally we're like, all right, we're going to spend the time going to an AT&T store. Like, and you know, it's not going to be five minutes. Like it'll take a minute. Cause that's just how it goes. And we get there. And then when and you're in there, you're going to have to deal with the upsells. Like, Oh, do you need some charging cables? Do you need a new well, case? We didn't even get that far because we got there. We waited for 20 minutes. The guy's like, okay, great email. Let me see your driver's license. I hand it to him. And they use this thing to scan it. Your driver's license expired four months ago. I was like, Whoops. What? <laughs> Whoops. That's never happened because I just renewed it when we got married and I thought licenses were good for like 10 years. I think my it, bad. And I wasn't notified. So I I had no clue. I didn't think to look at the expiration of my license. Thank God I didn't get pulled over, but I did or renew it. go on a trip. Oh, like a plane trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I requested my license, which you can do online. I think thanks to COVID, they're like, Hey, nobody come near any of us do everything online, which I love, but I'm still waiting for it. And I've got no updates and like, I'm not going to call cause no one's going to know. Didn't we last week commit to being more positive? And now we're we like, are, what's not positive. Now we're like, I am grateful that we went to the AT&T store before it got pulled over. Because otherwise, I would have never known that my license expired. We don't like our condo. We don't like our phones. We don't have a license. That is not true. We like thunderstorms. We like soft rugs. We like a lot of things. Yeah. So that's my win. That's my loss. <laughs> I realized this week that there are certain things that I feel like almost every adult knows how to confidently do that I am still totally insecure about. One of them is using the, um, the drive through at the bank. Oh yeah. That the tube, the vacuum tube is intimidating. Is it to you too? Because I not, feel no, not that's not, I have a list of things that freak me out as an adult that shouldn't, but I could understand being nervous about that, the, the tube and the way it works. Because it's like, okay, so the tube is there. Like, do I call first and tell them what I'm right. going to be doing? Do I put the stuff in the tube? Does it matter which way the tube goes? Like, cause it doesn't say up or down. So like, is it either way? Do I fill out the stuff beforehand? Do I just don't no, and I'm an adult and I'm 35 years old and it's not like I haven't done it before, but every time I go through the drive-thru, I am insecure about doing it the wrong way. 
I am also the same way when I go to a car wash where you have to drive your car onto the things. Into the tracks? Yeah. I'm like, what if I miss a track? What if, you know, and then there's like the stop, go, you know, like they have, some of them have like the light at the end that's like, go. I'm like, what if I go too fast? What if I, like, is my whole, is it going to come crushing down and then crush my entire car? It's funny that both of yours have to deal with cars because- uh, the first two that popped into my head when you brought this up are car related. Um, both of them are similar to the car wash. If you ever pull up to a place for an oil change and, or a place to get your emissions done, I never know what the procedure is. Like, do you wait in the do car? Do I get out of the car? Right. Do I, wh- where do I stand? Where do I go? And then a lot of those like, you know, quick oil places, you know, like the Jiffy Lube type spots. Like, are you allowed to walk the 12 feet through the little garage area to get into the waiting room? Or do you have to walk all the way around the building? Totally intimidated by that. Um, but it doesn't seem like when you're in those situations, it doesn't seem like anybody else has brought Like I'm at the bank and everybody's doing the yeah. fancy thing. Like they know how to do it. And like, you're getting your oil changed and everybody seems to know what's going on there. And you're like looking around, like, does anyone else feel like, I don't know what's going on. And everyone else is like, no, we're normal adults. We all know what's going on. It had for me, I think it has a lot to do with knowing where to go because it, how about this one? Have you ever walked into a fancy building? Like a lot of office buildings will have like a, I know exactly what you're a concierge say. desk or something at the beginning and you have to sign in or tell them who you're going to see. So you're like, hi, I'm going to see the, the, the Sadie dog corporation on the 23rd floor. I have an appointment with, with Lily and they're like, <laughs> okay. And they just stare at you because they're actually not there to sign people in. They're just there. Like if anyone has questions or anything, it's like more of an information or, person or they're, and they just look at you. They're like, okay, the elevators are right there. And they point like two feet away from you. Well, and you're sometimes, like, but sometimes they don't point. And I'm like, are you supposed to walk me to the elevator? Or they'll say like, I'll let them know you're here. So in my head, I'm like, so well, do I, I wait, do I go wait. up or do I wait here for you to, to okay that or. It's so confusing. Anyways, I would like to know if you feel like there's something you're not confident about. Oh, I have another one. Okay, I, go ahead. I have another one that doesn't even involve being in public. Yeah. If I ever have to mail something, if I have to pay a bill by mail or mail a check or a card, I second guess which side the stamp goes on every time. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> upper right, right? No. Yeah. Do you ever Google yeah. it just to make sure? No, but I have to pause and think about it every time. I have to pause and think about setting the table. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because I've been setting the table since I was a kid. Like, I know how to do it. I've even taken, like, manners classes. I know how to do it. But I second guess myself every single time, and then I'm like, I wind up Googling it. So, anyways, if you have something you'd like to share, something that you feel like you're not secure in that every other adult is – Give us a call, 800-434-5454. Pride is a time to celebrate all things LGBTQ+, but pride also means different things to different people. Bombas is celebrating pride by being proud in every way of everything, of your gender, of your sexuality, of your culture, of all the things that have shaped your unique 
pride. And they're doing it with a new collection of colorful and clothing. It's inspired by all the different experiences that make up the LGBTQ plus community. There's something for everyone in the collection. And it's also because everything Bombas does is focused on giving back, is designed to give back. For every clothing item you purchase, another item will be donated to someone affected by homelessness in the LGBTQ plus community. Homelessness disproportionately affects that community, and you can help with your purchase from Bombas. To shop the collection and learn more about the organizations your purchase will be supporting, go to bombas.com slash upside and use code upside to get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside. Me Undies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. They have everything from underwear and bralettes to super comfortable loungewear. With a mix of classic colors and adventurous prints, perfect for summer, you can express yourself in your own unique way. Designed to be the softest thing you've ever worn, Me Undies are energized by creativity and made for self expression. Now, you know, for me, that means classic solids, but they do have a ton of patterns and prints to choose from in whatever suits you. Undies for Me Undies are available in sizes extra small through 4XL. Me Undies has countless styles and prints to choose from. MeUndies has a great offer for Upside listeners, okay? So for any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com Upside. That's MeUndies.com Upside. If you have a little person in your house, a baby, a toddler, then Thrive Market is going to pay for itself easily. You can go to Thrive Market and look at their baby and kids section and find so many great, nutritious, delicious snacks that can get delivered right to your door. You're going to get guaranteed savings and member-only pricing. Thrive Market members save an average of $32 on every Order. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Go to the website, check it out, thrivemarket.com slash upside. Looking at the website doesn't cost you a thing and see if there's something there that you could use. If there is, you will save money by becoming a Thrive Market member. Join Thrive Market today to get $20 off your first order and an exclusive free gift. The only way to get this offer is by going to thrivemarket.com slash upside. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash upside to get the exclusive offer of $20 off your first order and a free gift. You're not going to get this offer anywhere else. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day is... You never really know a person until you consider things from his point of view. All right, here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Back when you were pregnant, so many months ago, uh, Callie, do you uh, remember anybody talking to you about mommy eyes? No. Mommy eyes, this is in this month's Parents Magazine. Uh, Mommy eyes is a condition where your vision becomes worse starting at 
the second trimester because of fluid retention that puts hmm. pressure on the corner of your eyes and lenses and lens, which changes the eyes shape. So if you're a pregnant woman and you can't see as well, one, don't freak out. And two, you're, you're not, not alone. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're not alone. It's a thing. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, number th- uh, two on my list of three random things today, how many days of our entire life? So what's the average lifespan, like 75, 80 years old? So of your 80 years on earth, how many days do you spend searching for misplaced items? Haven't we done this one before? Maybe. I think we have because I feel like we've talked about how we can never find my phone. 153 days. Yeah. It's probably a little more for me. A total of (laughs) 3,680 hours searching for misplaced items. Now, don't feel like you're on Lonely Island, Callie, because uh, the average person loses up to nine items every day. Phones, keys, sunglasses. That's a lot a day. I, but it makes sense because how many times, here's what I, where did I put that pen at the pen? But you know, what gets me is when you're in the middle of something, this happens to me all the time. I'm cleaning the kitchen, right. Or, uh, picking up the living room or whatever. And I've got a spray, you know, a counter cleaner, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it's called spray stuff. And I'll set it down and within a minute, lose it. Like I have no idea where I said it. Like <laughs> I'm not mo- like I'm not a t- I'm not cleaning the house by like wiping down the kitchen counter, then going into the living room and like wiping down one right. of Ellie's toys, yeah, yeah, yeah. then going into the guest bathroom and wiping off the sink. I am methodical, so I will clean the kitchen table and I'll just clean the kitchen table, which means in theory that spray bottle should be within twelve inches of the kitchen table. Yes, but it's not because what'll happen is I'll see whatever the placemats that go on the kitchen table for Mm -hmm. some reason got set on the edge. So I'll walk over and on my way, I'll set the spray bottle down, pick up the placemats, bring them back, put them on the table, try to make them look nice, turn around, have no idea where the spray bottle is. Yeah. I mean, within minutes, seconds. I feel that. I feel it. Like I don't lose keys and stuff, but I lose stuff. I'll do it. I hate it. I'll do it at my desk. Yeah. I'm sitting at my desk. I'll write a post-it that has like a dollar amount on it or an account number or a phone number that I'll need in five minutes and somehow lose it. Anyhow, 3,680 hours, which translates to 153 days of your existence searching for lost items. Okay. My final random thing is of all the body parts that you could be complimented on, Callie, what, we're just going to see if you're like most women, what would you most like to be complimented on? Of body parts? Yep. Of- well, for me, it's different because I would like to be common, uh, complimented on my hair. Oh, okay. You do have nice- That counts for me. You have nice hair. Number one answer, most women would like to be complimented on their butts. And I compliment your butt. I like your butt. Yeah, you do. I'm a butt guy. I'm a butt guy. I like your butt. So uh, guys, if you're listening, compliment your women's butt. Women, if you're listening, you have a nice butt. Those are my three random things. Now, Jeff and I are new parents, fairly new parents. We have a seven-month-old. So we have, you know, had about seven months 
of parenting experience. Now, I would like to tell you something that I was not aware of before I was a parent. And if you are someone that plans on being a parent at some point, I will tell you this. And it sounds really obvious. And I feel like every parent will back me up on this. But I used to look at people and wonder how the heck they knew so much about kids and parenting and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm here to tell you, it's all a lie. Because no, nobody knows anything. Nobody <laughs> knows anything. And here's the thing. So Ellie was acting kind of weird last week. Weird like we weren't really sure. Like, is she sick or? We think maybe she got her very first cold, which would make sense because we had traveled. So she was exposed to a lot of different new places yeah. and new germs and stuff, but she was just a little out of sorts. Now you would think, oh, you would know what a cold was. I'm here to tell you, no, you don't. Yeah. And I think that we have, what I have learned in the past seven months is parenting is a lot of guessing Yeah. when there's something wrong with your kid, especially before they can talk what they want, whatever. So we spend a good chunk of our day just guessing what maybe Ellie is thinking or feeling. We don't know. Is she sick? I don't know. Did she, did the bug bite on her face give her a weird disease? I don't know. Right. We're making conclusions and doing the best we can, but we have no idea. And no idea. Which makes it, yeah, which makes it difficult to um, treat her thing because we're, we're like, if she's like fussy, we're like, uh, is she okay right now? Do we do, what's that stuff called? Gripe water? Do we do Tylenol? What do we do? Do we just let her sit? Should we give her a bath? What, what should we do? Like, it's just, it's just a mess. And we're not even telling you that we got the answer right. No. We think maybe she had a cold. Right. Do we have any clue? No. No. No, no clue. So we're just like doing the best we can. We're like, okay, so we're trying to, you know, keep our kid, just make it through the day with our kid. And Clean we him. don't know anything about babies. So we're just guessing. And hopefully we don't pick the wrong choice. I don't know. We, we should have a parenting website and it should simply be called clean and safe. If your baby is clean and safe, you've won the day. Clean, safe, and fed. And dry. Clean, safe, dry. Yeah, now we're getting into I like clean and safe better. So anyway, I would wonder that before we were parents. Like, how do these people know just like how to do this? Yeah, I'm here to tell you from the last seven months of my life, no one knows what they're doing. They're just guessing and hoping they don't get it wrong. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit callieandjeff.com to find lots more upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up. Speaking of Ellie, she came in quite useful the other day, and I hope that this doesn't get me labeled as a bad parent, but I think you did this too uh, a couple months ago. But I had to go to the drive-up teller at the bank, and they were obviously super slammed inside because one transaction took over 20 minutes. Yeah. Woman who worked there, though, was very nice. Kept coming back to the little TV screen next to the tube yeah. and saying, we're so slammed. I'll be with you in a minute. I'll be with you in a minute kept coming back. Yeah. About halfway through, 
Uh, it was my, I was out running errands with Ellie and about halfway through Ellie started to cry because it had hit her nap time. And if I'm being honest, normally I would spin around, especially if I'm parked in a drive through not doing anything. Normally I would spin like completely around and try to give her a toy and, you know, do the things that you do to stop a baby from crying. Um, I didn't do that as much because when the woman came back to the TV screen, I wanted to hear to her to hear a screaming baby mm-hmm. in hopes that it would speed up the service that I got. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, Ellie found one of her toys and completely stopped crying. 30 seconds before the next time. I actually did do that and I remember what it was for. You were on the phone with somebody. Yeah, and we were trying to, we had some like problems with Ellie's insurance. Like she was born at the end of 2020 and we signed her up on our insurance, but then insurance was like, oh no, you didn't have a baby till 2021. And it was like a whole thing. We're like, wanna bet? We're like, yeah. So we had to, we had to spend a couple of hours on the phone with like the benefits people and the insurance company or whatever. And I purposely did not ask Jeff to take Ellie because I wanted her to be fussy in the background. So people could know that, you know, FYI, I'm doing the best I can here, but there's also a baby that I'm taking care of. So, you know, this is where I'm at right now. Like I wanted to, you know, be authentic to the people I wonder if that's the insurance company. I wonder if that's an investment worth making. Just a sound, like a portable battery powered sound machine that can have different chaotic sounds on it. Yes. So that you could, when you're on the phone with somebody, you could have a crying baby or a barking dog or arguing kids in the background or the sound of a, yeah, I'm sorry, they're doing work on my house and just have like the sound. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm so into that. You should make an app for that. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Terry. I was calling to just let you know that I think I may know what was wrong with uh, Ellie last week. This is totally unscientific, but I do have have raised three children. It is a phenomenon I call re-entry. When you have been on a trip and your child has received undivided attention for a number of days um, with you and Jeff or any parents, adults, grandparents, wherever they may be, uh, for a vacation type thing, they get extra treats. Maybe you're off schedule a little bit. So when you get back and re-enter into real life, uh, the child still expects a lot of attention and because they have gotten more than usual uh, the prior days of when you come back. Thank you. Bye. I love cereal, but I stopped eating it years ago because there was so much sugar and other junk in it. Not only was I trying to clean out my eating habits, but my favorite cereals made me so tired that as an adult, it's almost hard to eat and not want to snooze your way through the day. If you're a cereal lover like me, you've got to check out Magic Spoon. It has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It also only has 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And you can build your own custom bundle from a variety of flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. My personal favorites are fruity and frosted, and I like to mix those together, toss in some milk. Oh, so good. I was a Magic Spoon customer before they were an advertiser on our show, and I can confidently tell you that they did not sacrifice flavor to get the healthy cereal that you'll love. 
Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off. Hi, this is Jesse. I was just listening to today's podcast and I had to pause it to call about the COVID taste buds question you all had. I don't really, I lost my sense of smell and taste when I had COVID and it was terrible. But my long-term effect is I smell something burning a lot and it is so weird and it's so annoying. And I'm like, hey, do you smell that burning smell? And everybody around me is like, no, no. And it happens all the time and I need it to go away. Thanks. The review you read for your vacation rental has to be the cringiest thing I've heard in a long time. It's not helpful for a potential renter, and it's not constructive for the property owner. There are dozens of better ways to communicate your concerns with the property. It didn't come across as funny in the slightest. You sounded like a Karen. I thought maybe at first it could have just been my age, and the humor was for a different generation, but I talked to my mom, who's older than you, and she agreed with me. Granted, she is pretty hip. Just poor communication, and I feel like we should all strive to have effective communication, whether online or in a face-to-face interaction. Hey, just finished listening to the review of your vacation spot. I thought it was great, quite funny. I think you have a career in writing reviews. When I take my vacation here in weeks, I'm going to give you a call, and you can write mine. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey, I'm calling about the podcast this morning and just letter his or his review, comma. I just said comma. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Don't send it. It makes you look bad. It makes you look very calculated and passive aggressive. And you're not that person. If you want to write a review, just be honest. Just say these things were not great and the rest of it was great. Um, but yeah, it made me feel gross inside when I heard it. I'm glad it was cathartic. We need to do those things for therapy, but just don't send it. Love y'all. Love your show. Bye. Your little (laughs) recap of the place you stayed was hilarious. That was one of the things I've always loved about listening to you on the radio, all those years because your personality is just so funny and you always make me laugh. Love your show. Bye. Hey, Callie, it's Jeff. It's Katie. I am listening to Friday's episode on the way to work, and you're talking about the back of the weaponized hamster shirt, and Jeff mentioned made-up cities. What about doing, like, the upside or upside California and beautiful human Alaska? stuff that relates to the podcast and to the show. Anyhow, hope you have a great Monday. I will talk to you later. Bye. It is our failure to become our perceived ideal that ultimately defines us and makes us unique. It's not easy, but if you accept your misfortune and handle it right, your perceived failure can become a catalyst for profound reinvention.